welcome to Ontario Outdoor Pursuit, your total Ontario hunting podcast. What's up everybody, Ontario Outdoor Pursuit here this week with episode number 10. We have our special guest as promised and on the line we have Sam Schaefer from Titanium Archery Products. How's it going, Sam? It's going pretty well. How are you doing guys? Oh, not so bad. You know, it's trying to stay warm here in Canada. Yeah, it's still pretty cold up there, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's freezing. Um, so Sam, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us about, about yourself basically. Okay, give you a little thumbnail sketch. Oh, um, basically who you are. So, my name is Sam Schaefer. I own and am the founder of Titanium Archery Products. And, um, you know, a little bit about my background as far as bow hunting goes. I've been bow hunting now. It's been my 26th season of bow hunting. And uh, I've always been really more or less into pursuing whitetail. And, um, you know, what brought me into to this interesting place on that now with TAP is my fascination with performance and being able to extract the most you can from whatever it is you're doing in life. I mean, if it's, whether it be a physical uh, aspect, you know, with, with working out or whether it's something related to, you know, my, my passion is in archery, you know, so I've always been trying to find ways to get the most out of whatever equipment I have. And it's what drove the ideas that I had in terms of, what we could do with existing products that are out there but make it in a much more uh, performance-minded uh, design. So, you know, we can get into that in depth, of course. I hope we do yeah. as far as what our products do. And But that's, you know, that's my background is that, you know, I'm a bow hunter first. I really like to find ways to get more out of already existing ideas. And I would say, too, that, you know, given that, I had the ability to, I had the ability, I should say, to step away from my prior job. I was in nuclear security. I worked at a nuclear power plant. And uh, given that I was able to step away from that and turn my focus to this, that's what's really helped elevate us to where we are in, in the two years we've been in business. Right on. So, I mean, obviously TAP hasn't been around forever, and you created it. It's not like this is something that you just jumped. Right. Like something else, someone right. else did. But why don't you tell right. us what the backstory to TAP is, because um, I think it's pretty special. Well, <laughs> the, the backstory is that there was no original intent to start a company. Right. Um, there, there was this idea that more or less I had been, I had been kind of, it had been brewing in my mind for a while as far as stabilization and looking at what people were using and thinking about the fact that people just kind of accepted that any old stabilizer would work. And, and with my background in titanium, uh, that, that's important. I, I get into that too. I, in the past, I did custom work for high-end softball players that played all over the country, all over the world, really, at like the major levels. So they were, you know, in the slow pitch softball world, they were your equivalent of, you know, like semi-pro, basically. And so I did titanium work on bats. I did a lot of things to modify and improve performance of bats. Right. A lot of the concepts apply to archery products, too. Okay. So knowing what titanium alloy could do, that was a big part of you know, my background, so I could bring that to play here. So in 2016, around actually around this time, interestingly enough, we're at about the two-year anniversary point, um, around this time, two years ago, I developed a prototype which is similar to what our suppressor elite looks like now and um, started testing it with some friends 
and people were just astounded at, at what it was doing for their bow. I was skeptical, to be honest, at first. I mean, I just kept thinking people wanted this. They wanted to see that this was good. And my thought initially was, there's no way it can really be that good. Um, even though I knew that it, that it had the potential because of the materials, I just still was questioning it. So then I had uh, Dusty, who's involved. He's a part, uh, he's a co-owner of, of the business. Uh, he's involved, you know, now pretty heavily. Well, two years ago, he came over and I said, hey, you know, I want you to look at this. And he said when he came in at that point, he was thinking, I'm just going to humor Sam. Basically, <laughs> I'm going to humor him, I'm let him, you know, think that this is a cool invention he has. I'll shoot it, whatever, yeah. you know, end of story. He shot it within two shots. He was like, just wow. Like, we, we, you are on to something serious here. Yeah, I, I had the same experience with the cam. Like, yeah, yeah, I would, I would agree, and I think right after that, um, I had messaged Sam after me and you went out, um, and after that time, I had listened to the uh, uh, podcast Deer Hunter podcast out of the states, and um, I had actually seen Sam did a podcast there, so I listened to it, and after the trial day, I, I was blown away completely, and it, every, everything was so relative to what. Um, you had said, Sam, over that podcast. Yeah. Yeah, that's good to hear. You know, I love to hear confirmation that's, you know, it's not just people telling me what they think I want to hear. Yeah. You know, I love to get the critical feedback that is very honest and genuine. And, And, you know, hearing that someone reacted like that tells us, you know, it just reaffirms continually that we're on the right track with the product and what it can do. You know, it, it's, it's a challenge to get some people to accept new products, but but we're moving in the right direction overall with those things. And, and hearing your response is similar to so many other people out there when they've tried. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's good to hear. Um, I definitely think you're onto something here. I mean, there's so many stabilizers out there that right now are just, you know, they look kind of nifty, but frankly, it's our podcast, we can say it, but they don't do shit. And, right. No, they don't. No, and... That's- but they look cool when people buy them. And th- so the thing about titanium archery products that draws Cam and I in is it actually helps. Yeah. Right. It so, actually right. That's the basis of everything. Literally, that is the basis of my thinking in, uh, I'm a very functional type of person in, in that I will not use something unless it functions in the way I, I need it to. Right. And the same goes for the products. I'm not going to design a product that is, is cool looking first. If I can add that later, I will. But it has to be functionality-based first and actually give you an edge. If you're not getting an edge from it, I won't do it. Period. No, 100% agree with you. Yep, that is the way I look at this. So um, you talked a little bit about stabilization, and we talked just briefly there on some of the cool nifty products, as Marcello likes to call it. Um, (laughs) So why don't we talk a little bit about uh, some of the other products that TAP carries? Yeah, so great, uh, you know, great segue into that because right now we are developing some additional things. Uh, some people have seen, of course, that there are new products that we've been displaying out there on social media and such. And some of the ones that I would say would deserve the most attention right now are the Quick Disconnect, the Detect the Cam Booster, and our String Stops. So of those three products, you know, I've had people tell me, and this is, this is pretty true to each person that's used one, 
Uh, many bows, the string stop is, is one product if you were going to select one of our products and put it on and, and see the most measurable difference in noise or and or vibration. The string stop in many cases is what gives that to people. Uh, it definitely is something we need to get further distributed. It, it's difficult for some people to see themselves putting it on perhaps because there is a little bit of uncertainty of what will it fit? You know, how will I know to adjust it correctly and such. But it, we've designed two different models that fit virtually any bow out there now. So that is one that we need to continue to get people educated about, to let them know that titanium has a great application for a string stop. The way it handles energy and the way it deflects, but then rapidly responds back. Uh, that is at the base, that's the core of even why the stabilizers work the way they do. It, it's their ability to handle bow energy, but rapidly respond back to original position, a, the amount of deflection that occurs, in other words, the amount of flex that's occurring in the product is critical. And you know, you might, that, that defies logic to some degree for some people when it comes to stabilization, when it comes to products like this, because they think the most amount of rigidity possible right. is what you want. Right. You do want rigidity, but you also want a certain amount of elasticity, and titanium can give you that. Okay. So, um, I think when I started on tap, I bought the Hunter model, which is discontinued right now? Yes, as of the end of last fall, roughly. Okay. So, now. I got that one first, and then eventually I moved up to your Elite series, which we st you still carry right now? Mm -hmm. People yes, still we do. Buy that? Yep. And then... Now I upgraded to the Element X's, which I love okay. so much. Yep. Um, do you want to kind of talk about the big differences between the Element X's and the um, Elites? Yeah, and with that too, I can talk about stabilization in general yeah. and, and how it's perceived and then why we've made that the focus of the business. But again, like you said, there are other products, and I really stress that people should take a look at those things and realize we're designing you know, individual components that do extract more from your bow that allow your bow to elevate to a higher degree of performance. Right. So our target market is the people that already kind of have that mindset, but we're hoping to bring more and more people on that maybe previously didn't consider a stabilizer or a string stop or one of these things like uh, QD to actually be something that could make a difference in how the bow uh, delivers on the range or in the woods. Yeah, yeah. So those are the two stabilizers. The Element X was originated more or less in the beginning as a, tar a target only model. That was what we looked at it as right. because it has a thin diameter. So it's 5 8 inch, which the decimal version of that is 0.625. And that thin diameter really appeals to the target guys when they're using a long bar you know that's putting a lot of material out in front of the bow you want to have the least amount of uh, resistance you know you can you can with wind so that was why it was designed that way but it didn't take long for me to realize that it's shorter lengths up to about 12 inches that particular material was better suited in, in many ways to that length of a stabilizer as far as again the amount of deflection the amount of flex that it was experiencing during the shot process and i looked at it and said well this is really probably the way to go down the line to to refine this design into a hunting model and make that the focus as we move on so 
So the Almanacs, again, 5 8 inch, it has a different style of components on it. It has outserts. They're outserts, not inserts. The Elite model actually has metal inserts on either end. Right. But the Almanacs, it goes over the top of the tube. Yep. On the end, on the, on the uh, far end, you have aluminum. On the riser side, you have stainless steel. Right. People sometimes wonder why we use stainless steel. And you know, they'd say, well, you could shave some more weight off if you use aluminum there. There's a very specific engineering reason for that. That physically speaking, you get a quicker transmission of, of energy from the bow to the stabilizer with stainless than you would with aluminum. Yeah. You also get more rigidity there, which allows the stabilizer body itself to do the work that you want it to, not uh, getting flex from the outsert. Because the aluminum will flex. I mean, you can't see that. You can't necessarily feel that during the shot process, but it will. So there's all these very specific areas we've, we've looked at. I've looked at in the design and said, I need to do it this way. That's why it's done that way. So that's 5.8. The Elite model, on the other hand, is one inch outer diameter. So you're talking about a pretty big jump up in size. Like it's almost double the difference between the 5.8 yes. and the one inch. Correct. Right. So to look at them side by side, it, it's a substantial difference. And when you look at a stabilizer like the Element X, that is more in line with what we see in the industry as far as the trends. There does seem to be more of a focus overall in getting the diameter down. Uh, it has, some people have even said it, it, it's sexier. It looks more <laughs> appealing. It has, that, it has that aesthetic to it. So, right. I, and I agree, it does. Um, and it's lighter in overall weight. So, you know, at, at a given length, that's, roughly let's see the eight inches 5.4 ounces i believe now uh the eight inch in the elite is 7.25 so you know you, you have more end weight already built into the elite you don't typically need to add as much weight right. but it's also less flexible because it's already got that much weight in it so you can take off the one ounce weight that's on the end of it but you're still at 6.25 you can't go any lower okay. whereas the lmx does give you that flexibility so now, why why do I care so much? You know, it's obvious listening to me. I mean, all the other shows I've done, I'm very passionate about this. <laughs> that I put a lot of energy, that I throw myself into this, into trying to educate people. But why? Well, here's this is the basis of TAP, is that products like this are not just something you, you randomly choose. You should not just go to a store, go with the recommendation of the clerk that probably doesn't know a whole lot about archery, right. and put this on your, put whatever they tell you to put on your belt. Ah, it's a stabilizer. They're all, they're all the same. Absolutely wrong. Completely wrong. Yeah, they'll just, because, usually they'll just try to sell something off their shelf, right? Just here you absolutely. go. Not give you any absolutely. scientific um, facts, especially the whole argument of they're all the same, which we hear a lot. Oh, you hear that a lot. And, and, and it's hard to tell someone who has experienced success in the woods, maybe every year they shoot a deer with their whatever bow they use, and I, I just put any old thing on the front of there. If you're continuing to be successful to some degree, it is hard to convince people that, that a change can make a difference. But we have seen it so many times over now. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of people are now shooting these products all over the, all over the world. We're in New Zealand, Australia, obviously up there with you guys in Canada, all, every state in the U.S. Um, we have people. So, so it does make a difference. Now, is that difference big enough to convince every, every archer out there? No. You can shoot two-inch groups, uh, I'd say two-inch better groups for the most part at about 30 to 40 and beyond at least with our product. 
does that matter to every archer? Well, depends what your priorities are. Yeah. To me, it does. To me, it does dramatically. I want to shoot two-inch better groups at those distances or maybe even tighter groups than that at those distances because in the woods, if I'm trying to put an arrow through a really tight spot, I want to feel confident. I want to know the product's going to deliver yeah. when I'm out there. Yeah, you're going to get more and, out of your stabilizer than other companies, and why not? Oh, yeah. It, it's, as a hunter, I view it as that's, that's my responsibility to be as good as I possibly can. So with what I can afford... I'm going to put the best gear on my bow. That's 100%. what we hope the customers are thinking as well. So that as people are opening their eyes up to the idea that a stabilizer can make a significant difference in noise, in the felt vibration in the bow, in the actual downrange accuracy that you see, then they are starting to accept, that, okay, maybe they're not all the same. Maybe there's a reason why I pay $30, $25, $30 more for the tap model. It actually delivers more. So it's justified and that's what we're, we're, we're preaching that too is hand-built products very well thought out high-end materials you that doesn't add up to a, a product that costs 25 or 30 dollars it just doesn't you know but people are, are sometimes used to that oh, I, I i use a sims esquil or whatever it might be well they only they only cost 20 dollars yeah you yeah. can't compare that to what we're, we're we're giving you you simply cannot compare it it's apples to oranges no and so I think some of, the, some of the bigger companies that are out there, they some people just get so hooked on. Oh, that's what I. That's what everyone uses, and there's no real scientific proof to why they're good. I'm not gonna say that every other stabilizer out there sucks, but no, I, it does No, it but doesn't. I mean the science no. for titanium archery products is way better than what's currently available. That's what we will maintain, and we stand behind the product. We stand behind. The concepts that go in, into these, if someone, and this has never really even happened to us and all the customers we've dealt with, if someone doesn't think that it lives up to what we say it does, we'll give you your money back, provided you get it back to us in the same condition yep. that we sent it to you. Well, um, I, think I, it's, uh, I will always stand behind the product. I think it's kind of funny. Um, you know, Cam and I are always involved in all these different social media groups like Archery, Tech Talk, um, all these different Facebook groups that focus on archery time and time again i see a lot of different companies stabilizers being sold and guys are selling them secondhand hey i'm getting rid of my bee stinger anyone want to buy it i have never seen titanium archery products being resold never rarely rarely will you see that i've seen no. a couple people that were looking to um sell some things recently but then they wanted to upgrade the element x i think they were selling their elites um you know, yeah, you're, you're not going to see that too often. You do, you're right. You do on these archery talk type sites, discussion forums. Yeah. See a lot of their stabilizers being turned over quickly. Um, yeah, and I, I think there's a reason. Do that, that with us. A lot of people just want to focus on this is what I use, and they keep reselling it. But there ha there has right. to be a reason why people aren't selling their titanium archery products to buy a different stabilizer, right? Yeah, you certainly would have to think so. Does it, the level of, of satisfaction, I guess you could say, customer satisfaction with the products is very high. So, you know, I, I don't know what you would consider an acceptable rate at, in this particular area because this is, you know, we're, we're still really, for the most part, pretty much newbies as, as, it, as this goes. But, but given that there's so few people don't find success, uh, I have to think we're a good bit above average in that area. Yeah, I, I would you know, certainly agree with that. 
And one, yeah. one thing I'm super appreciative of, and I know Marcello is as well, um, is like you said, you stand behind the product. There's uh, like, it's, you're always posting new things, uh, something new and innovative every day. Um, and you're always continuing to push through a better product for tomorrow. And that's real nice. I, I just, I really like to emphasize how much you stand behind your product because you know, I've, I'm in a circumstance right now and I don't have to get into really names with some of the products that um, I'm, I'm referring to, but uh, even just contacting you, um, you're always messaging right away. You can brief the, uh, the issues that are arising and not a lot of companies can stand behind that. Yeah, that's not common. Well, really in any industry, it's quite difficult to, to get to, to, to in communication with the people that are actually knowledgeable enough and able to make decisions, I right. think, and in, in a company. Not only just their customer service, but we're in contact with the actual owner of this company, you. Um, right. I think that says yeah, a lot about I, it. I like. I take pride in that. I take pride in that, man. I mean, that's yeah. to me. I don't want. I don't know if we'll get to this point. Um, I don't necessarily want to get to the point where I can't have some degree of that with customers, because I feel like that's dangerous, and that you start to lose touch with what brought you to where you are. I think what also stands out for Titanium Archery products, other than um, the sheer fact that it works really well, is with the bigger companies, you can't really do those custom orders, right? With with right. you, I love that I can message you and be like, hey, like, do you think I can get a, like a deer decal on this stabilizer? Do you think I can get this? And I mean, yeah, it's going to cost a little extra, sure, but I love that you've been able to actually do that for us. That's a huge service. You know, getting us, uh, getting our name recognized. I mean, I, I, I realized that it would be necessary to try to give as much customization as we could, um, you know, to get the product into people's hands. So that's the key for me. That's the bottom line is that I need people getting this onto their bow, not just a bow, but their bow, and getting them to experience improved accuracy, improved performance so that then they can understand that this is a legitimate product. So if, if some cases, if, if what it takes is, yeah, you want some crazy pattern of, of, of colors in powder coating, yeah. we'll do it. You know, we want to be able to provide that. Like I said earlier though, that can't for me be the basis of the product, yeah. but I will no. provide that because that's, me. that's what the consumers demand right now. That's what people want. But it's a cool, and it's a cool feature to have though as a company. It's, it's something we'd like to continue to offer. My goal down the line will be that if we can get production standard models, if you will, to a point where they're being you know, done more efficiently and being able to be put out at the volume we need them to, we can then really turn my focus more to the custom end of things. So in other words, if I can have you know, some, some uh, additional employees who are doing like the standard day-to-day -day operation of production, you know, then I can turn my, my focus to some really neat ideas, you know, some really cool custom things. So we, we kind of briefed on a lot of the, um, a lot of the, the products that Titanium Archery Products carries, um, both Marcello and I and uh, the rest of the TAP team, uh, you know, everyone shows the new things that they have. 
uh, via Instagram, Facebook, and whatever other social media sites are out there. Um, but why don't we talk a little bit about, you know, we are talking archery and some hunting. So why don't you tell us uh, maybe one of your most memorable hunts? Because we'd like to get to know you a little bit better. And, you know, that would be cool to talk and hear about as well. Yeah, it's fun to talk about. You know, I the, the hunting aspect of things is what brought me to develop this. Right. But unfortunately, in the last couple of years, I haven't been able to do as much as I would like because of the company. Now, I've still gotten out a fair amount, but I look at some of the time in the last couple of years as not being necessarily the high-quality hunts I'd like to do. But, you know, I realize, hey, it's a temporary sacrifice. I'll still get to hunt. I won't get to put as much time scouting and all the other things I'd like to do. But I still get to hunt. I still get to use my products, you know, <laughs> and that's always fun. So um, yeah, before I forget, too, I know you mentioned the team, and I just want to make sure yeah, they the team talk about the ambassador program. Huge shout-out here. Okay, so if you won't mind me doing that quick. Not at all, please. Um, Take over, okay. Sam. Okay, our, our, our team is such a massive factor in getting us successful. So I want to make sure every single team member understands that I value so much their commitment to representing the products, their commitment to just staying on top of promoting and, and, and we don't ask for much, but people do way more than we ask for. Yeah. It, it's just so amazing. And I just want to make sure they understand that I'm always going to appreciate that. Whether it's 10 years down the line, I'll still be thinking the same way. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay, so as far as the hunting goes, uh, <laughs> this past season, I was hunting in Maryland uh, this year and PA. So I, I'm only about 15 miles from the uh, Maryland PA line. Okay, and you're, so you're from Pennsylvania. To be had in in Maryland as well, believe it or not. There, there's some public land there actually. I was hunting that's bow only, so I like that. I love getting into archery only areas. Uh, you don't have the gun pressure, you know, the guys driving deer around. And um, during the rut, I think it was the, about the third week in November, I believe it was. I was down there on public land. I had a, a climber I put up. I think pretty much the day before I found the spot, I got it set up and then went back the next day and hunted it. And I was in my stand down there this year, the evening, I was only in there for maybe like an hour and a half, two hours tops in the stand. And I had seen a small, like a small four earlier in, in, in the hunt and he winded me and I mean, he wouldn't have been a shooter anyway. And he ran, ran down over the hill. So I'm sitting there thinking like, you know, am I going to see anything else? And out of the blue, I saw, just saw a rack coming up over this ridge. I was kind of on the top of like a saddle type ridge area. And the, this rack was coming at like a, a pretty good clip. He was coming in towards me. He seemed to be on the trail of a doe or something. He's coming in at about 40 yards. He's still moving along. I stood up. I got my bow ready. I got basically ready to get the draw about 30 yards. I think I drew back. And then he started cruising in even more and got to about, I think it was about 23 yards, but he was behind brush the entire time, even as he was coming in from 40. I mean, he stayed behind trees and brush. So he stopped at like 23 yards. And the reason this is memorable is because of the way it played out. I will never forget how it played out. Okay. A memorable hunt does not have to end in a kill, right, in my no. view. Uh, a memorable hunt just leaves an impression on you. So this, this deer, had I been able to take him, would have exceeded my biggest buck by a good bit. For a public land deer in a heavily pressured area like that, I mean, I, I don't know what he was at in inches. He was 150 plus for sure, though. And um, 
he stands there like 23. So I'm the full draw. I'm just waiting, waiting. I'm thinking, and literally, this is what was in my head at this point. I felt almost stupid saying it. But I was thinking, like, this is a done deal. Take two more steps, and it's a done deal. Because you're going to step out from behind cover. He's, you know, looking at the ground. He had no idea it was there. And I was also thinking, man, this is going to be awesome for Tap. When I when I when I drop this deer, like this is gonna make Tap look good because yeah. I'm able to own him, post this on Instagram. <laughs> I mean, literally, that was in my head at that point. I, it's bizarre, but it was. So I'm I'm standing there waiting. I'm just thinking, okay, buddy, like when are you gonna step out? This is an easy shot. And I don't know what happened exactly. I was kind of like adjusting my anchor point just a little bit. I was moving my hand a little. Yeah. But I wasn't making noise. The deer looks up. It just looked up into the tree. I was 20 feet up, and he looks up at me. And he stared, and I knew at that point not enough of these on the trees. I'm pretty sure I had a clear silhouette that he could see. And he just turned around, went back the way he came. I had no opportunity to make a shot, none. And the reason that's memorable is I was left with the most aggravating and one of the most exhilarating hunts that I've had in quite a while. You know, being in that scenario where I knew it was highly unlikely I would have a shot at a deer that nice down there. But I did, and it, was, it gives you hope for hunting heavily pressured public areas to see deer like that. That's awesome. And I was just like, I was just like, I was shaking after. I, mean, I was like, oh my gosh, like how did that go the way it did? How did I not get that, a shot at that deer? But that's that's hunting. That's, well, I that's think that deer. Kinda, I mean, they learn. They learn to look up. I think it kind of talks to you as a person, though, right? Like the fact that you consider a memorable hunt not only a successful hunt i mean it's successful in its own ways but as a person that makes me feel a lot more confident in standing behind your product because truth is i hate those guys that are like oh i had a crappy hunt i didn't see anything well that if that's the reason you're hunting i mean maybe you shouldn't be doing it right absolutely i said that on the other shows i was on is in the industry in general i feel like there's a bad a really negative trend in that the focus is so much on, you know, just on, on trophies. There's so much glamorization of trophies. And you know, it's great if you can shoot a massive buck. It's phenomenal. Hats off to you. Yeah. But if that's what we're, if that's, the, if that's the purpose for hunting, you're doing it wrong. And you may be, honestly, you need to reevaluate what you're doing. Oh, 100%. I, I mean, it's it, it is all I, I agree that it is about the kill as well like if a guy goes 20 years and never takes anything i question the... oh well, sure yeah. <laughs> what's going on there's something not right there right but if a guy shoots a small six or a decent sized eight anymore i see posts and people are apologizing in the original post for not taking uh you know oh i know he probably wasn't a shooter in your book i you know, but I but I, I wanted to take him. People are apologizing yeah. for shooting a block that they're worried they're going to get bashed over, and that's that's ridiculous. You know, and I didn't grow up hunting like that. I didn't grow up learning that. I appreciate that that this animal gave its life up at my hands, and it, whether it be a big, big doe, I put some meat in the freezer, or whether it be a buck, whatever. I, I really don't place as much value on that aspect. As long as I'm getting some degree of success, like you said. I mean, every year for I don't know how many years, I've shot at least one or two deer with a bow. Yeah. That, that to me is I have a string of success. I'm happy with that. I have meat for my family. I, I'm, I'm, I'm fulfilled in that way. 
And as I go on in this business, I mean, I've been invited to go different places all over the country now. I, I want to go out and, and yeah, I'm, I would love to try to, you know, drop some nice trophy deer, but if I'm not successful, that's okay. And hunting shows, uh, you know, again, social media, there's a lot of that, you know, that it has to be, um, you know, uh, television worthy or it has to be post worthy. It doesn't, you know, be happy for people, congratulate people, you know, own their success, whatever it is. And, and that's where we all need to be as hunters, you know, and that goes along with some of the other issues that I see in that everyone thinks they're somehow going to become famous. It seems like now in the hunting you know, world, you know, well, I have a YouTube channel. I have a hunting show. I have this, you know, I get a lot of people approaching me about, about sponsoring them and things. And that's another trend. We need to, we need to stop that because that's not healthy for us, for everyone to think that somehow they're going to make it to the big time. Uh, you know, and, and it's not, that's not, again, that's not why you should be doing it. So if you have the opportunity to make it and, you know, become a personality at some point in time in the hunting industry, good for you. You're one of the half percent that made it, <laughs> but that's not most people. Yeah. And we, we've talked about that in the, the most couple recent of our podcasts, um, and just the way that the the hunting industry society is, it's totally changed. It seems more and more new products are coming out. Uh, people are just all about mainstreaming their, like you said, their hunts. They just want a photo on Instagram, and it, it's a shame, really. Um, like, I mean, it's, it, yeah, it, it's a necessary evil, I guess you could say, in a way. I mean, everybody yeah. has a camera in their phone everybody has access to you know doing high quality video now yeah and you know go back imagine going back to when i started well obviously at that point no one did video unless you had a legitimate full-scale television operation of some type going on right you know so so in some ways you know looking where you know guys my age I'm, i'm 41 now guys that are my age or older it's a very foreign concept and it's a very strange concept in a lot of ways. Everyone wants to film everything. You know, we perpetuate some some of that with our products. I, I must say, I mean, I'm not apologetic about that. I mean, we make a Tacticam booster. Yep. That improves the performance of a Tacticam. Absolutely. A lot of people want to use a Tacticam. It would be foolish for me to ignore that I can make a really good product that helps that, that, that Tacticam do better. So I do. Yeah. But I don't necessarily entirely agree that every bit of footage you capture with it is worthy of, you know, everyone else watching. You know, it might be. Maybe you just keep it for yourself. Yeah. So you can look back on it in 10, 15 years and reminisce. What's wrong with that? You don't have to put it on Facebook. You don't yeah. have to put it on Instagram. <laughs> just keep it for yourself. Yeah, and like you mentioned, everyone is trying just to get famous. And uh, I, I won't again mention names but uh, and i sure we all know or amongst us we know who i could be speaking of but um you know there was a an offer to myself and marcello for being a part of the team or elite shooters um our field staff is a popular name and marcello and i have never used these products but somehow we're on the field staff as to represent for that that product um and you know what, yeah. people, that could be as easy as someone just sitting in their basement and firing off emails all night. But if you don't actually have the product um, and you can't right. help that company 
in any form of way, what are you trying to really do? Well, we dropped them. I mean, we stopped right. being involved in that. And it was funny. We emailed them and said, we're interested in the product. We wanted to try it. And basically, yeah. they said, do you want to be a part of the field staff? And we thought that was kind of a little bit absurd, but we looked into it. And yeah. one thing led to another, and we're like, this isn't for us. Like we, So we just kind of yeah. left them. Um, and I would well, like people to know that. Like, you know, it's not... Um, you know, some people might take, be like, are you guys, are you crazy for dropping a field staff position? Well, (laughs) just so you know, like it wasn't paid regardless if it was or not. Um, in this instance it wasn't, but it wasn't something we believe in. And we've told our listeners that, and I'm super happy that, uh, you're on here today, Sam, because you're just, you're backing up exactly what me and Marcello preach because it's what we believe in all the time for everything throughout this industry. Well, it's Cam and I have talked in person, right? And we've said, if, can we name names like for companies? It's our fine. I mean, yeah, why not? If we've said, if Bee Stinger offered to give us a salary to shoot their products, we would not do it because we don't like the product. And being, I know that's, I don't want anyone to think that you're thinking like that, but that's just how we feel. I don't want you to feel, Sam, that you're being targeted here by, mentioning by no. me, me mentioning that no. um but the thing is though i would if you completely scrapped the ambassador program if you completely scrapped titanium archery products i would still own my uh element x's and i would still shoot them probably till the day i die and i will agree because i know how i shoot with an nap apache staff <laughs> and i know how i shoot with a titanium archery product staff stabilizer so yep i'll i'm more than happy to let you guys throw the uh, the names out there um, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to ever come across the wrong way. No, you know, no, no. I do, I do clearly believe. I will say this to anyone: I do clearly believe that our products are in every way superior to those products and, and others. Yeah, yeah. However, those products have a place, and they have a place on a lot of people's boats. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll be it. They're, they're not doing much other than providing some some awesome decorations my candy but <laughs> they look pretty <laughs> yeah yeah nonetheless they're there so you know i really appreciate you saying that I, you know i would it, that means a lot i mean it's it's hard to even understand at times to comprehend um how loyal people can get to to products and, and, and ours in particular it seemed to be we seem to have people that are even more um more like just it's ingrained already with people so much that that, that that they believe in what we're doing, that they believe in the product. And, and, and that's, again, I, it, it humbles me. It really does because I, I don't, I never ask for that. You know, I mean, it's just, I just put together a really solid, well-designed product and people are just, you know, reacting this way to it. Yeah. So I know I, I got to say Marcello and, and Cam, if they offered to pay you enough, you may want to consider it. <laughs> <laughs> well, can we take the money from them but still shoot taps? Well, I, I have a feeling that you'd probably violate the contract. But, you know, <laughs> I, I got to say that, you know, that's, um, you know, the fact of the matter is well, there are very few people, though, if you, in all seriousness, that are getting paid yeah, to shoot yeah. products. Like that. So, so that's the other thing. You know, that's the thing that I think there's a misperception about. With people out there, I mean, I've seen the comments. You guys have got oh, probably yeah. these comments. We've got we've got well, bashed by some people. You shoot tap because they give it to you free, or you shoot tap because they must pay you something. 
And let's set the record straight here. Yeah. Very, very few people are getting paid to shoot products. And it isn't even that many people that are being just flat out given a lot of free product. Yeah. That's not that. Yeah. So, 100%. you know, it's that that blows up that argument that people will have. And I've seen it on the message boards. I've seen it on the Facebook groups. I tend to stay out of that fray now. I, I like the team. <laughs> He yeah. does a great job of well, responding to people like that. But, you know, I see those comments and think, wow, you are completely misled. You're completely misinformed about how this works. And no, these people are here because they, 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 they took a chance with their own money and they're using it and they're continuing to use it. And, and I don't think you guys, either of you or a lot of, you know, really the whole team for that matter, I don't think they'd stand by something that they don't see benefiting them. Yeah. I don't think they're people like that. I don't, why would you, you put something on and, and maybe you realize, well, it's not really helping. Maybe it's even hurting, but I'll keep using it. Yeah. That's, that's, that's not logical. It's like if, if that's Ford a, gave me a free F-150, I'm probably still not going to drive it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that was low. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it depends. You know, personal preference comes into play there too. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Uh, I just had to I pull know, the plug because I think Marcello, you're a Dodge guy, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure both of you guys are Ford guys, so I had to throw that in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear all the you know, busting on Ford, this and that, Chevy, <laughs> Ford, Dodge. Yeah, I, I'm also when it comes to cars. If it's a functional car, I don't, I really don't, I don't, I don't, I don't care as long as it works well for me. <laughs> That's how I see it. So we, uh, you know, that was a good story to hear as well um, for a memorable hunt. Um, and speaking of hunting, um, Major League Bow Hunter, they're they're very big in the hunting industry. And uh, for people that haven't seen, or maybe they have seen, uh, a lot of those guys are shooting titanium archery products. What's the link there? Well, Major League Bow Hunter, you want to hear the story about how we came to be affiliated with them? Or yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. you're comfortable telling, let's hear. Okay, so you know the way we were able to get connected with them is you know, we wrote them a check for fifty thousand dollars. Uh, <laughs> we just stopped and stared at each other like wait what <laughs> no we uh, th- again th- so I'm just playing on the perception <laughs> no you totally got us there <laughs> yeah no that's that's uh, what some people think is that oh they must have wrote him a big check well okay let, let's let's set the record straight here too we didn't have that kind of money to throw around so right. I reached out to Brandon Adams Right. Back really in July, I believe it was, July of 2016. I reached out to him. I can actually trade, I can actually look at the original uh, Instagram message I sent him, still saved in there. And I told him, I said, look, I, I have this thing I've developed, this product. It's really working well. It's stabilizer. I think you might be interested in it. And I thought, you know, that's a shot in the dark. The guy has 17, 18,000 followers. He's a pretty big name. He's associated with the show. Likely to be hearing back from this guy is pretty slim. Right. Well, two three days later, he replied. He replied. He's like, "Hey, it sounds really cool, man." He's like, "Maybe you know, maybe you can send me one, and yeah, I'll let you know what I think." That's basically what he said at that point. And I, so I responded. And I said, "Well, look, this is a prototype. Um, I'm pretty protective of the design." I said, "If I send it to you, and, and it's something you're not really interested in, can you make sure I get it back?" That's the only thing I really am concerned about. Yeah. And he said, yeah, absolutely. You know, like, I'll make sure you get the thing back if it's not something I would want to use. Sent it to him. He was floored. He was just <laughs> shocked. He kept saying over and over, he's like, 
this thing holds like a longer stabilizer. He's like, it holds like, you know, a much longer stabilizer than it really is. And it just, it gives you, you know, performance and accuracy and all these things. So he was right away all about it. And I said, okay, you like it? Good deal. So now can you forward that info onto your, to your team members, to your bigger guys, you know, like you got Matt Duff and Chipper Jones involved here. Yeah. And he said, yeah, I'll run it behind and see what they think. So he did, and they didn't have a, an accessory, an accessory partner. So we said, we'd love to be, we'd love to work that out. What can we do? And there were a couple options, and, and one was, you know, you kind of buy in and you get your name, you know, your logo and things put on their show all over the place. They do commercials for you. And there were other options, and one was, uh, well, you just pay us a royalty on sales of the product that you make that have our logo on it. So we decided we would do a logoed version of the stabilizer, and anything we sold, we would just pay a small royalty to them. And that's it. I mean, there was no upfront money put out. Right. Other than we got, they got some product out of us, and they you know, get these residuals that we send, which, honestly, we haven't – our regular product by far outsells their product uh, right now, their version of it. So – you know, I, I don't know why exactly that is. I mean, it may speak to the overall amount of audience they have or just the fact that people aren't, aren't that aware of the connection we have. Or it could be in part that they're not really – they don't really push it that much. Right. They don't really push the, the product that much. But so, the, so that's how we got affiliated. And, you know, it, it may not have brought what we had envisioned. We thought, you know, we'll get Chipper Jones. Take him, for example. Yeah. A million-plus Twitter followers. We thought, well, if this guy just tweets a few times about these products, we're going to have people breathing down our neck. Well, that wasn't part of the deal, I guess, and he probably didn't really feel compelled to do that, so he never did that. Um, so, so the sales ends of things, you know, that side, not like, not really what we were looking for, I guess. But we got phenomenal photo, uh, photo content from them and video content from them, and they did a really big deal, a lot of work there for us. So we got that, and we got our logo on their show, you know. So, like, when the opening credits roll, our logo's there along with, you know, with Scentlock and Matthews and, and Bloodsport Archery and all these bigger names, uh, you know. So, so, so us, it, it does, it, to me, it matters, and I do value the relationship we have with those guys. And Brandon's a really cool guy. He came out last July and did an event with us here in York. And he was at an archery shop with us and met people and hung out for a couple hours and really nice guy. And then at ATA, we met, we met Matt Duff and we met uh, Chipper Jones and we got to shake hands and talk and hang out for a while. Nice. You know, so, so in the end, it, it benefited us, you know, and, and you, don't, you don't have to throw big bucks at these people. That's not the only way it works. That's, that's the assumption. It's not true. And, you know, it, it, it's, I, I don't want to be that guy who says, oh, yeah, I wrote – $25,000 check to somebody so they would shoot my product. Yeah, I don't, no. yeah, like, don't want to be that guy. I don't, I don't know but if that's something to be proud of, right? Like, yeah. oh, you paid someone, good job. Yeah, I mean, so like I said to Brandon, I told him then on, in a follow-up call right after you know, he said he, he wanted to use the products for the show, I said, look, man, if, if the products are not performing the way you, 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 you need them to be, if they're not performing at a level that you really think is, is superior, then I would prefer you to, you guys tell me that flat out and be completely honest. You're not going to disappoint me and send them back right? because that's what I want. Yeah. I don't want them on your bows if you don't believe in them. Absolutely. And they were really 
I think, really impressed by that. Like, that, that this guy was not just looking to get them on our boats. And it was more than that to, to, to me. And, you know, they clued me in. And later on down the line, when I had some discussions with, with Duff, they clued me in that, that they, that's not how they work. They said that we don't want products that we don't completely believe in. We've been offered products that we've turned down because we can't believe in them. And they said there's some products, too, that, that are well-known. And I, I, don't, I hesitate to say what product it is because I'm, I'm afraid people would think I'm bashing them. Right. But they said, look, this product that is so widely accepted, that is, that is used by a lot of people, we think it's – I'm allowed to curse on here, right? Oh, hell yeah. Shit. Oh, yeah. Shit, they, yeah, said, Sam. They said this, this product is a piece of shit, and it's, it's so heavily marketed – and so much money has been poured into the marketing behind it that it is used so widely. And they said it's failed many times, and that everybody in the industry knows it. But it's but it's just pushed heavily. So you don't tap is never going to be that company. We are never going to be that that guy. That's good. I like that we can stand behind you and your product, and know that you're not just going to kind of try to do that stuff in the future. And I'll, and I'll say time and time again, uh, it, people, you know, it really, it really just takes you to shoot one of the stabilizers, and you will see the difference. Um, for instance, a, a good buddy of mine for a long time uh, has just recently bought his first bow this year. Uh, maybe a month ago, did he buy it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, he's seen both Marcello and I shooting the tap products, and. I said to him, I want you to f shoot what you're shooting that comes on your RTH bow and see what that stabilizer is like because I want you to really see every benefit of this when you're at your best state so it just, you know, you can blow the next guy out of the water. So he did try that and he's now, you know, he loves shooting titanium archery yeah, products. He has my, he has my old uh, Elite and he just loves it. Right yeah. away, I was like, hey, like, if you want to look at it, go ahead. And he was like, yeah, so uh, when do you want me to send you money? I was like, oh, man, just shoot it a bit longer. He's like, no, it just takes two shots. And exactly. I don't want it to sound yeah. like a marketing scheme, but you really do notice the difference. There. I could buy 10 and hand them out and say, if you like it, pay me. If you don't like it, give it back because I want it. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I guarantee you all 10 of those people, they would pay me because it, it does. It just works. You know, and like I said at the beginning, I talked earlier about superior materials, and, and I know this might be a good thing to, to leave with people, you know, to leave this in their idea in their minds, is that when you look at other products, whether it be stabilizers or the other types of accessories we do, at, at their core, they're, they're usually based around plastics or carbon fiber. And carbon fiber definitely has a place. It's a phenomenal material for a lot of applications. In particular, we don't feel that it's the best choice for achieving full full bow, like full performance from your bow, complete complete performance, not just giving you rigidity, but giving you a softer feel through the shot, allowing the bow to more naturally respond. That's that is why people are reacting that way because they're experiencing a new material yeah. that they've not had the opportunity to experience on a bow. And you know, there's a lot of speculation on why prior to us there wasn't a titanium stabilizer out there i don't know the exact answer yeah, yeah. but I, I, I it has a lot to do with profit margins and, and what companies really want to be able to make on a product yeah. and it, it, it's it's tough you look you're not going to get rich making titanium stabilizers let's just be frank yeah you can 
living, but you're not going to be, you know, um, you know, living, living, living the high life. Right. You know, because it's too expensive of a material. So uh, a quick question for you regarding kind of uh, my buddy Steve and uh, his new coming to the hunting world. Um, one thing we had all kind of talked about just sitting around was uh, for people that are, you know, if they've seen tap before, they're interested. Is there a recommendation you would say for the length of stabilizer for someone new um, to get into or not really? Because we really like to focus on and, and send information to people that are just getting into it because obviously we love hunting and archery so much. Um, we, yeah. we want other people to see and feel what we're feeling and what we're seeing. So what's your yeah. take on that? My take on it is that you need to, and I said this the other day on a program we were doing, it, you need to understand what your priorities are in what you expect from your bow. So that's, that's critical that you kind of get a feel for, before you recommend something to someone. Know what it is they really think is they're, they're capable of achieving with their bow. What, what is their intended purpose for that bow? And then, and then try to push them a little bit. So what I mean, mean by that is a lot of people are comfortable with say like, well, I, I bow hunt only. I'm kind of in like I hunt in blush or I hunt out of stand. So like a four or five inch stabilizer works for me. I hear that a lot. You need to push those people a little bit to right. try to broaden their horizon and push them towards about an eight inch stabilizer because that's where you start to see the significant improvements in accuracy is about eight inches. If you don't go to that length, you will get good suppression out of these products on some bows, particularly bows that have a fair amount of weight already in the lower portion of the riser. You may be able to get some really good stability out of about a six inch stabilizer. But for the most part, for almost, and this goes for most women too, even, they can do really well with about an eight inch stabilizer. And if you can push it even further, I recommend doing that. Now, it, there's a point of diminishing returns when it comes to stabilizers. You don't necessarily just want to go as long as theoretically possible. You have to experiment to some degree, uh, but, but saying for, for the average guy, a new guy, even a, even a veteran archer, go an eight inch, eight, eight inch is almost universally the right place to start when it comes to your front door. Uh, you know, you're not going to go wrong with, with saying that. In Element X, I, I've been finding that you can go a little even, even a little longer, and it doesn't seem as obtrusive, you know, because it is a smaller looking stabilizer, so it kind of comes off better uh, even in longer lengths. Now, a 10 inch Elite uh, looks, you know, it really stands out on the bow. You know what I mean? Because it's larger diameter and it's the full 10 inches out there. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, if you're going to direct people in a particular way, you're going to want to try to push them to get an 8-inch stabilizer on there. And that's that's a, that's an area of resistance people have. Yeah. A, lot of guys, a lot of guys here on the East Coast where I live, a lot of uh, traditional-minded people, and they just, they just keep doing the same thing they've always done. And, and like I said earlier, that's just throwing whatever on there, and it's usually about four or five inch stabilizer. Like, I, I, you're not getting stability out of that. No. If you want accuracy, you need to do it. It's a physical principle we're talking about here. When you're extending a certain amount of weight out there, you're, you're increasing the moment of inertia. If you increase the moment of inertia, the boat is more resistant to torque. And then if you can make it more resistant to torque, it's more accurate. So that's what you need to do with people. Right. Um, and, you know, and... You know, I get the argument often, well, 
but I, but I hung out on the ground blind. And, you know, the stabilizer could, like, bump against the side of the blind. <laughs> My immediate response to that always is, what do you do with an undrawn arrow that's knocked? Doesn't that arrow stick out considerably further than your stabilizer? Oh, yeah. You okay. got, like, a, even, okay. like, a 12-inch stabilizer should be shorter than an arrow not at draw. It, a 12-inch stabilizer is still shorter than an undrawn arrow for oh. most people. Oh, yeah. So, if you can negotiate that, if you can learn to negotiate an arrow... That's not drawn. You can learn to negotiate a stabilizer, and it's just a matter of getting used to it. So that's so. So if you get a person who puts on a product that is not quite sufficient for what they hope to get from it, then that's where the potential comes up for them to be disappointed. You know, well, I put a I put a six inch stabilizer, and I'm shooting it, you know, at 90 yards, and I'm not really seeing better groups. Well, you're not realistic. You didn't provide the bow with the, the equipment you need to actually achieve that result. But, I mean, that being said, I've taken my taps at 120 yards, and I've hit targets. Oh, yeah. oh I know. I mean, and you definitely can see better performance. Absolutely. But in some cases, it's, it's relatively rare. But in some cases, you do have people that have wildly unrealistic expectations. They'll think, well, I upgraded to a high-performance model, but I didn't extend the length out, really, to be able to gain what I need from this. And our products do perform considerably better as they go out from 8, 10, 12, and in that range. The titanium really gets reactive and does a better job even as it goes out. So might be a struggle, might find people resist you uh, in those recommendations, but that's what I suggest. So uh, every week, um, just looking at the time, um, I wanted to mention to our listeners, every week we like to hashtag tap tuesday uh via instagram and this week we offered a 30 percent off of elite models um is that still going on and if so how long is that going to be going on for it is it's going on through friday so two days from yeah. now it'll be oh and at 11 59 p.m friday night eastern time so uh, i do plan to, in the future to run some similar sales okay and um you know, my exact reasoning for that is something I'm kind of keeping, uh, you know, close to, to the vest right now. Uh, the Elite model is still a phenomenal model, Absolutely. but, you know, as we move on in our business, um, we're, we're looking to kind of consolidate our focus a little. So it, it's all towards that effort, you know, trying to get more product distributed, get it into more people's hands, make it a little more affordable so more people can get excited about TAP and also help drive Yeah, um, we're gonna we're gonna have this uploaded once we're finished uh, by the end of the night, so people will still have tomorrow on their way to work to listen to it and Friday. Uh, so everyone, get in there, get your uh, stabilizers if you haven't had a chance to check out Titanium Archery products already. Uh, but one thing we did want to know is yeah, we're gonna wrap it up. So there's two things we want to ask you. Number right. one, if you want to have any concluding thoughts, Sam. Um, and number two, if you want to just tell us about if there's any new products coming down the line that people can know about. Um, we know there's a new product coming down the line, but we haven't talked about it yet because we don't know if we're allowed to. So we're just kind of hushing that up. Um, right. But yeah, we'll uh, right. conclude with that if that's all right. Yeah. So, so final thoughts, summary. Uh, one thing uh, related to what Cam mentioned about the sale. So the, the code you need to use, I should be said, uh, for the Elite sale, that's Suppressor Elite, all one word. That'll give you the 30% off. Perfect. And then as far as 
just uh, dropping maybe some hints about the new product. Uh, we, we, you may have seen the picture on Instagram where I have a prototype uh, side stabilizer mount that is on my bow. As soon as possible, we're going to have those out. I, we're going back and forth a little bit on dimensions yeah. and, and how it's going to play out exactly. I want it to be able to be tightened very well on the bow. I want it to, to mate up really well with the riser on the front. So we're adjusting a few things still. Uh, I, I don't have a time frame. Hopefully it'll be within a few weeks. Yeah. So that's the big thing that'll drop. Um, you know, that, that's something to look for. More, more exciting products that we can, uh, I know Marcello and I will be getting our hands on one and we'll, we'll be showing everyone else. And once they see and try, well, I, I do everything I can, man. I, I tell you guys, I just, you know, I'm not half going crazy sometimes keeping track of all the different, uh, product variations. Now we have and things, and it, it, it's getting, it's a good thing. It's a good problem to have, but it, you know, there does come a time where I'm going to have to, to, to kind of say, you know, uh, we may have to hold off on some you know, releasing some new items for a while yeah. because it's just, you know, it gets a little overwhelming almost, but we do have some other things in, in kind of chambered here. There's a few things chambered that I would love to throw out there, but I can't really, I, I won't be able to manage it <laughs> right. too much. Um, so everyone check out titaniumarcheryproducts.com. You also have a Instagram account, Sam, um, for titanium yeah. archery products. It's uh, titanium underscore archery underscore products. Awesome. So lots of updates on there. Um, Sam, is there anything else you want to add to it? Or Yeah, I mean, we could sit here and talk archery and definitely <laughs> oh, titanium yeah. archery products oh, and hunting it, all night. I mean, I think it's pretty apparent. You get me going, I could go for a while. So <laughs> I don't want to bore you to death. I appreciate the time. I really thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to talk about everything. If anybody has any questions, reach me at sam at titaniumarcheryproducts.com. You can email me, uh, find me on Facebook, whatever it is. Uh, nope. Just don't hesitate to reach out. I never, never will not talk to someone if they're interested in what we're doing. We, we really appreciate you being on here. and uh, We appreciate the Brand Ambassador program too. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, we, every, every episode there's something, whether it's uh, Marcello and I, whether we're wearing uh, titanium archery products clothing which there is gear everyone so you know get your gear with your stabilizer um, but we're always talking about it it's nice to finally get some closure for some of our listeners so again thank you for uh, sitting down and chatting with us you're quite welcome thank you guys awesome thanks everyone be sure to tune in for uh, episode number 11 next week guys <laughs>